Hello and welcome back to Bridgerton Bitches with Nats and Chris. We're talking about the recent filming that took place in Bath in the UK for season 3 Bridgerton and some spoilers that we found online. In terms of world domination, in terms of how many people around the world listen to our podcast, I'll be honest with you, we could be doing better. There is no one in Greenland, Colombia, Peru, Sweden or Norway who listen to this podcast, so... Either, if anyone out there has a little bit of extra money, want to grab an airplane, go to those places and review from these countries, that would be great. Alternatively, also leave us some stars. Full disclosure, we could be higher. If you don't like what we're doing and think we could be doing something better, send us an email or contact us via Facebook. We Don't be a stranger, we always like feedback. Also want to apologise for the very long bye at the end of every single episode we keep forgetting that these are podcasts not telephone calls anyway enough from me thank you for listening take care and i hope you enjoy the show so today we wanted to talk about season three and the reason we want to talk about it is because we've noticed there's lots of photos coming out of the guys filming in bath and Nats, who lives in bath you've actually seen some of the filming haven't you I have indeed. I went out for a little promenade and I came across some filming people. Um, So apparently filming had stopped and there was something, I don't know if people have heard about this, but there was something in the news about how um, Shonda Rhimes, is that her name? Yeah, Shonda Rhimes wasn't happy with the direction that the storyline was going. And apparently there was the storyline uh, Pen- Penelope's storyline is quite dark and Shonda was wanting it to be a little bit more fun again and so a lot of people in Bath you know people in the surrounding area we got like a, a slip of paper come through the post saying look uh, there's some there's some filming taking place over three days these are the areas that they're filming and a lot of us were wondering is it because Shonda Rhimes has gone back and said, look, let's have a little bit more fun and let's refilm some scenes. Um, and I can tell you kind of what I saw and some of the photos I've seen that the locals have put up if you like. Um, but I was wondering what you thought maybe the dark themes were that Shonda Rhimes maybe wasn't happy with. I mean, I don't know as well if this is 100% factual because Netflix has denied this, but then other sources are like, oh, yeah, they had to go back and refilm. It was getting too dark. Firstly, I just want to say how cool it is that you received a slip through your door from the uh, production company basically telling you there was filming. That's really cool. Like That must have been thousands of houses they had to pop that um, and let them know. That's awesome. Yeah, and Um, also as well, um, I don't know how it works. I don't know how Netflix can afford this, but they literally blocked off entire roads that that people normally drive – um, along past Holborn House, where um, the Holborn Museum, and they had people standing there all day in the freezing cold with high vis jackets on, stopping people from like entering. And they had all of these like huge, well, not huge, but like these big metal things um, next to the pavement, completely obscuring Holborn Museum. Um, but I managed to have a little peek through and see things. But it was like a proper, you know, like proper high security. They did not want anyone seeing anything but like how much money must that have cost them like to get the council involved in all of that so that's awesome so let's just remind the listeners that the Holborn Museum is used as Lady Danbury's house in the Mm. show isn't it yes um so we've seen that quite a lot and also I've seen online that a lot of the filming is happening up in the Royal Crescent which is Mm -hmm. kind of at the top of Bath isn't it it's those lovely Regency buildings that are kind of designed in a crescent shape like a moon shape um you're our spy on the ground and you sent me some pictures of some horses and you were like spoiler alert there's going to be lots of horses in Bridgerton Yes. So when I was walking past the Holborn Museum, there were a total of, I think, eight horses. There were two white ones, two light brown ones and two dark ones. Now, I know that this is some seriously juicy gossip, guys. And I know that six horses, not eight. But I think there's going to be maybe Anthony and Kate, the Duke and what's she called? Daphne Uh, and mm -hmm. I reckon maybe maybe um Penelope and the other brother Colin I don't know because 
the did you see any of the actual actors at this point or did you just see the horses i didn't but in the great in the royal crescent where they have like that that kind of semicircle of old houses overlooking the green scenery um there were some locals who saw um the, the actress that played penelope and also Ooh. they saw yeah and they and they were wearing green as well rather than yellow oh mm-hmm. and then I... penelope's mum was there and also penelope's mum's um right hand maid was there and then there were lots of carriages with um men looking after the carriages but that was it really i saw you've just triggered a memory when i was scanning for articles i saw something that said that penelope wearing green had some significance about oh i wish i'd clicked on it now that's really interesting that you said that and you said before you thought Penelope would really suit green because of her colouring. So maybe that's just representing her butterfly effect, do you think? Yeah, well, I always thought dark green would look really nice on her. But um, she's in like a light green. Like, you know, the um, you know on WhatsApp, you have that symbol. It's almost like that kind of green, quite bright. Mm. Um, but also maybe green represents like spring and budding. And she's sort of budding into like this new person, like this confidence mm. but also something else that i found is you know the lady that plays lady danbury uh-huh she's also said that series three will be quite different in terms of like the storytelling and it's going to be like really new and refreshing as well like the way that they tell the story which is interesting okay i wonder what she means by that i, I also think... read I was just going to say, I read that this series is going to be a lot steamier than the second series. Really? Because I'm, you know, with the whole narration thing that Lady Danbury, the actress, just said, I was wondering if they were going to adopt the whole style of, um, like, the Third Wall style. You know, um, Persuasion. Um, Maybe they're going to have... not. Would you not like that? So Penelope talking to the camera. No, and I feel like a lot of people don't like that. I think that was a common criticism of the new persuasion. I mean, I didn't mind it because she didn't do it very much, but I noticed a lot of people really didn't like that. Really? Um, mm-hmm. That's interesting. And something else that I found as well is apparently that the dark storyline um, that they weren't sure was going to be like a big hit, it involved like a sex scene. Oh! <gasps> Oh my god. Yeah. Okay, that's weird. I'm going to try and find the um the source for that as well. But yeah. Well, should we start to talk about the kind of synopsis? So, if anyone's listening and you don't want to hear any of the synopsis that's already been released by the production company about what's coming up in this series, you might want to turn off now, but to be honest, there's nothing massive spoilers that we're about to discuss. Anything shocking is there. Well, before we do that, I was kind of hoping we could kind of think about what kind of dark storylines might have been involved with Penelope and like why why it was felt like it would need to go back. Like, does anything come to mind at all? Like, I don't I don't know what could be so dark that they'd be like, oh, this needs more humour. I mean, I don't want to like speculate on a sexual thing if it is a sexual thing, because that could go quite dark. Mm. But in my mind, maybe she just gets quite depressed about the situation because if we remember the end of season two her and Eloise fall out massively and Penelope's like crying and Eloise basically calls her a massive loser so maybe they kind of had Penelope being really depressed and down about that situation Mm. and maybe they were like oh we need to lighten this up a little bit other than that I can't really think maybe she got really like you know how I was thinking that she might give Colin the cold shoulder maybe he gets like really stalkerish with her, but then that would be like a massive detour from his from his character, wouldn't it? It just turns into a thriller. Yeah, <laughs> a thriller. Yeah, with like the his version of a telescope from those olden days, like following her around the streets. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, um, but I'm glad that they. If that is true, and we don't know if it is, I'm glad that they rethought it because at the end of the day, Bridgerton is there as like a light, enjoyable costume drama it's escapism isn't it so the last thing we want is it for to to be getting dark that's not really what we watch it for is it true cool um is there anything else you wanted to say about that or no no i'm i think yeah i can't think of what else could be i was thinking maybe a little bit of drug taking maybe that's what was going to happen as well oh 
like, like she's maybe... into opium. Yeah, yeah. Like she hits it hard, and she's got all this extra money now, hasn't she? And maybe she Ooh. does like have a bit of a. Maybe she gets addicted to gambling, or mm. she just completely goes off the rails without Eloise. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. So basically, and I didn't know this because I haven't read the book. Um, basically, in this series it says that Penelope has finally given up on her long-held crush on Colin after she overheard his disparaging words about her in the last season. So do you remember he's in the gardens and he's talking to like all his bros mm. and some one of his mates says something like, oh, would you ever get with Penelope Bridgerton? And he just makes a really offhand comment where he's like, oh yeah, hardly. Mm. Do you remember? And Penelope overheard it and she kind of gets really upset. And you and I at the time were discussing whether we thought Colin meant it for real or whether he was just saying that in front of his guy friends. Because you know how guys do that, right? Where they're like, oh, yeah, and they kind of act up for the lads. Yeah, like, and maybe he was just like a bit defensive or a bit protective because like, maybe he still sees her as like her, his little sister's friend or, yeah. So I thought that was interesting because I kind of forgot about that. So she's overheard this and she decides that she's actually going to give up on good Colin. this is what i said yeah. she should do do you remember that she should give him the cold shoulder and then that will make him be like oh you're not as available anymore what's going on i'm gonna have to try and because also she's not going to be hanging out with um oh why can't i remember anyone's names eloise? eloise yeah she's not gonna be hanging out with eloise anymore so he's like not gonna have easy access is he i do feel like maybe for a guy it's a little bit off-putting to have a girl who's like giving giving you puppy eyes all the time and always like sucking up to you like I think you're right I think guys like I don't know I don't want to generalize but maybe in romantic dramas guys like the chase a little bit more but do you think Colin even knows that Penelope likes him I think he's totally oblivious <sighs> I don't know I think you'd have to be pretty silly not to notice but you could be right well in season two do you remember when he comes back from his travels and he does this big entrance and all the Bridgertons are there and give him a big hug and then there's this awkward thing where he just sort of stops and looks at Penelope and you and Ooh. I were like oh hey ho what's going on here and she looks a bit and you and I were like okay there's something happening here so maybe there is something there but he just not he's he's not there yet he hasn't realized it yeah, I think you're right. That's what I pick up on. I, I get the feeling that maybe he just hasn't realised that he likes her yet. Yeah. So what? what? Find... Mm. Sorry, go on. So, so what? So you're thinking that basically he's like, why is Penelope giving me the cold shoulder? And do you think he's going to be asking Eloise, like, what's going on? Why isn't Penelope around? Do you think he'll approach that? Well, Eloise? I've already read the synopsis, sorry, of what happens. Um but you could be right. Um, let's see if you're right. Mm. Basically, what I thought, again, in the synopsis, what I was kind of surprised about is that Penelope decides that it's time to take a husband. Really? But she didn't yeah. have a husband before. Well, yeah, and she and it says that she wants one that will provide her with basically enough independence so that she can continue her double life as Lady Whistledown. Um, and she wants to be far away from her mother and sisters. Oh. So... Yeah, I always saw Penelope as, as kind of maybe being a spinster who would just write, um, you know, like Jane Austen style. And yeah. not, why would she get married? I mean, she doesn't need the money, does she? This is funny, though, because this reminds you of that scene with Eloise and Penelope. And Eloise is all like, I wish I was like um, Lady Whistledown. I wouldn't need a man. I wouldn't want to be married. And do you remember, actually, Penelope was like, actually, I think that would be quite nice. And Eloise like, looks at her like, what? Why would you want to... Do you know what I mean? Eloise is very against marriage and Penelope actually does, I think she does sort of long for it. But why does she want it now? Do you think she just got to that point where she's fed up with her family? Yeah, I think the issue is she can't live an independent life away from her family's home because, you know, uh, unmarried women couldn't do that. They couldn't just set up in a flat and live on their own. Mm. So I guess she sees the only way of getting away from her mother and sisters is to marry, which is a mm. shame. Yeah, and I guess now, now that she knows it's not going to happen with Colin and her relationship with Elo her friendship with Eloise is over, maybe she's like, I've got nothing timey here. Like that's quite brave of her to be like, that's it, I'm I'm gonna move away. 
Yeah, it is brave, but I guess maybe because she's a bit heartbroken, she's like, I need to get away, which is kind of a common thing, isn't it? So what do you think is going to happen then? Like, do you think she's going to go to like Madame Delacroix and ask for some like dating advice or? Um, so we, so according to this, this is a bit odd, but she basically turns to Colin and he acts as basically she's lacking confidence to find a husband, which we kind of know because her mum is always putting her down Mm -hmm. and she's just failing spectacularly. She can't, she's not getting anywhere and for some reason Colin who has returned from travel he's gained more confidence he's got a bit of a swagger going on Mm. um basically basically after Penelope starts giving him a cold shoulder he starts to feel disheartened and to win back her friendship he offers to mentor her in the ways of confidence in order to find a husband what do you think about that so my first reaction is a little bit like cringe because when I think of a confident man Colin does not come to mind as someone like oozing with confidence so I want to know where he went on holiday exactly and what he did like did he get laid did he what adventures did he like did he like fight off like a dragon like what did he do to change him into someone who not only is confident but starts teaching other people how to be confident like being their life coach I know I know. I mean, I think they did try and show that he'd gained a little bit of confidence after his travels. Like, do you remember when he visited um, Marina and he was like hanging out with her husband and making jokes about olives and stuff? We were like, oh, Colin. Yeah. Um, He still came across a bit boring, in my opinion. But I think they were trying to show that he was like a little bit more confident. That makes sense because in some of the photos I've seen, he comes back proper tanned or sun-kissed, as they like to say. And ooh. I was like, ooh, interesting. Do you think maybe he has taken a lover abroad? We did a poll about this um, quite a while ago, and we asked people whether they thought Colin had lost his virginity uh, on his travels. Mm. And I can't remember what people said now, but I would like to think he did. I would like to think that he visited a brothel and he gained some experience and learnt the ways of love. A brothel, okay. I mean, I guess. But that was referring to his travels after season one, before season two. And I don't think, I didn't get the feeling that he did actually for some reason. But how about his travels now coming back to season three? Because I definitely think the poll was like, no, he... They, people wanted him to be a virgin for Hang when on. he got together with Penelope. He's gone on more travels, has he? Yeah. I so, thought... Yeah. So you, I thought you were saying that since season two, he's gone away again for some holidays and he's come no. back even more confident. No, that this, this synopsis just said that ever since he returned from his travels, as in from season two, whenever it was, no, that but he had learned confidence. That doesn't make sense. Are you on hellomagazine.com? No. Because it looks like what they're saying is in season three, they're saying this is what Penelope wants. She's trying, basically it says, um, Penelope's decided it's time to take a husband. She's lacking in confidence. Her attempts on the marriage mart fail spectacularly. So I'm guessing that in season three. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, that makes more sense. Like Because otherwise he hasn't changed enough since the end of season two for that shift to take place. Then obviously we must see her try it herself, not go well. And then it says, meanwhile, Colin has returned from his summer travels with a new look I get and a yeah, serious right. sense of swagger. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, let's see then. It, we're going to have to decide when we see him whether we think his confidence has improved enough to warrant him giving workshops to Penelope on confidence. This really reminds me, is this what you like to call a trope? when you have like a guy try and teach a girl how to be cool oh yeah it's like those teenage movies where this hot guy tries yeah. to teach this in in a, in a brief in bunny ears um nerdy girl or whatever girl like ex-girl to be better in whatever they think better is that's what it feels like isn't it that it, kind of yeah yeah i'm trying to think of the movie i can't think of it but like you know, they take off her glasses, they change her hair, they get her to wear different clothes, and all of a sudden, she's the most beautiful girl in the school. Oh, yes. It was that thing from the 90s. 
Freddie um, Prince Jr. was in it. Yes, yeah, and she, yeah, that's exactly what happens. And there's loads of films where they've done that. There's one called The Duff that was on Netflix, which was pretty much the same concept as well. Yeah. Um, it is very predictable. So do you think that maybe the process of him getting to know her and working with her, he will be like, wow, like I am seeing you properly and then he'll fall in love with her? Well, basically that's what this is saying is that he basically, the, the lessons start working a little too well and then Colin must grapple with whether his feelings for Penelope are truly just friendly. And I was like, hmm okay so i guess he starts to fall in love with her once she starts improving herself which do we think that's romantic i don't know because it depends if we see it as actually he's just getting to know her better then that is really romantic but if we're saying he only likes like falls in love with the finished abbreviated version Mm. of her i'm a little less into that but i think it's nice that she has a mentor that she actually because i guess eloise is gone now I guess so and I reckon what I would love to see throughout this like a montage oh my god there's always the montage yeah where the woman tries on outfits and she comes out and shows the guy and he's like yeah you look great and then they get sexier and sexier <gasps> yeah so like Penelope but- will come out of the changing room in just like I don't know negligee or something like yes. Colin do you think my future husband will like this yeah. and then Colin's like oh my god phone alert yeah and then she drops her fan but in the underwear yeah, and that's the moment he realises that he's got feelings for her. Yeah. You know what else that this reminds happened. me of? In Pretty Woman. When yes, basically... that's what I was thinking. Yeah. So he is Richard Gere. Oh, oh, and there's another one, that movie we love, and it's called, um, oh, The Bride. Oh, what's it called? Um, the Bridesmaid movie that we love, where she's best friends with that hot guy, and she meets that Scottish guy. <gasps> And she gets oh. married and he, yeah, he goes, wedding, maid of honour, maid yes. of honour. Yes, And he goes wedding dress shopping with her and she's tr- he's in love with her and she comes out and shows him all these different wedding dresses and one of them is like really slutty. Yeah, oh, Chrissy, like, that's a bit um, shaming. <laughs> slutty in a good way, like hot, like really revealing. Revealing. And he gets all embarrassed. Yeah, um, and that's what I'm envisioning. This is what I want to happen. Yeah, with and, the, Penelope and Colin. that also happens in Four Weddings and a Funeral, where Hugh Grant goes wedding shopping with this woman that he had sex yes. with for her wedding night. Yes. Oh, so they've okay. We've got a theme. We've got a theme. Love if it. this happens now, then oh my god, that's yeah. amazing that we predicted it. I think Shonda, if you're listening, which I'm sure you are, um, we got that first, so. You're welcome. Copyright, 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 copyright. Um, I think it's sad that like, yeah, I think that would be quite interesting. So I'm guessing at the beginning of season three, it will be very much focusing on like Penelope and how she's adjusting to like, basically she's got no Eloise. Her mum's a bit of a, you know, not very nice person. She's quite lonely. So she goes on on her own. I like her independent streak. Like she's not scared, is she? She's not frightened of anything. She just gets on with it. Yeah, I mean, it is awkward, Nat, because when we were watching the end of season two, uh, Eloise and Penelope had this massive showdown. Mm. We didn't love that Penelope picked up the quill and kind of continued with the Featherington stuff, even though it had ruined lives and Eloise and her relationship had been destroyed by it. And there was almost like a stubbornness that we didn't love, did we? And we were we, we thought she was being quite manipulative. Was she, though? Like, there's definitely a ruthlessness about her. But she did say, oh, I gave up Lady Whistledown for you. And Lady Whistledown is literally... she. Lady Whistledown was basically funding her family. Do you remember? She was giving money that she'd made from her Lady Whistledown papers to her mum to help keep the house running. And the mum, Yeah, and the mum was like, where does this money come from? Oh, I totally forgot that and because she, that is blowing the secret quite a lot isn't it because her mm, okay. I guess she just totally called it forgot. savings or something I don't know but but then it's like she did give up Lady Whistledown is all that she had it was her only success she wants to get married but she doesn't know or think she can and she gave that up for Eloise and then Eloise's reaction made her think you know what why did I bother you say gave it up for Eloise but she also really screwed Eloise over a couple of times with her Whistledown articles so she embarrassed the Bridgerton family by revealing the secret about Marina 
and she threw Eloise under the bus. Do you remember? She, um, about her visiting Theo mm. and that really, uh, damaged Eloise's reputation and stuff and embarrassed her so you can see why like I don't know I don't think she did put Eloise first when she was Lady Whistledown it is a bit sad isn't it because even Colin says in season three I wonder what would have happened if Bridgerton hadn't of spilled the beans and I and I would have loved Marina anyway like he did seem really taken with Marina yeah and you know, I am sad that Eloise and Penelope fell out because I did really like their friendship. Yeah. And I'm just seeing in this synopsis that it says that the falling out with her best friend, Eloise, remains an issue Yeah, um, that she I... has to grapple with. So it is a shame, isn't it? It is. And I want to know, what, what's Eloise going to do about it? Do you remember a couple of seasons ago or episodes ago, I was like, I want this to put a fire under Eloise and for her to write like a counter newspaper that rips into everything that I think that would be really cool storyline I would love to see that and I wouldn't be surprised if that happens because they could I think they should become rivals yeah I think that would be really cool and then they eventually end up kind of finding peace with each other or something yeah um it does say here Eloise ends up making a new friend in a very unlikely place so any ideas what that could mean? An unlikely place. Hmm. So she's not going to art school like Benedict, is she? But I guess, could she make a friend there maybe when she picks him up from an art class? Or, I mean, what does Eloise even actually do? An unlikely place. That's very intriguing. Could it, it, I don't think it's one of the housemaids, is it? Because that would have happened already by now. I mean, either it's, yeah, I don't know. Either it's somebody who she's historically not got on with very well. I said that. that. I said Lady Cowper. Do you remember? I just can't see that, though, because she's such a bitch. What, Lady Cowper? Yeah. um, Mm -hmm. Or it's somebody from outside of her class. But then we've already seen that, haven't we, with her making friends with... um, and do you think that relationship's going to go any further now that friendship i don't think so i thought it was going to but i feel like it's phased out a bit oh i know i know the the footman because they had ah. a couple of moments didn't they in season one i think or was it season two and we actually thought there was going to be a bit of a love a love triangle there yeah, I was convinced there was chemistry there. Mm, mm. But I can't remember now if we saw him very much at the end of season two. No, but that wouldn't make much of a difference, would it? Like, that wouldn't determine... I don't know. I just feel like if something was going to happen, maybe they'd drop a few more hints right at the end. But you they never think... know. They, yeah, I think that would work. But then why would they be friends unless she went on more... Because she's got no reason to need, like, late-night carriages now because she knows who Lady Whistledown right. is. Damn it. Yeah, you're oh, right. Or maybe it's related to those horses I saw outside the Holborn Museum. I love how you want the horses to be, like, breaking you because it's the only thing mm. you saw. I know. I'm desperate for it to happen. Also, another spoiler alert. I don't know. Maybe this will help us figure out what's going to happen. But the front of the Holborn Museum was covered with like orange and pink flowers. I mean, does that give us a clue at all? Interesting. Orange and pink. To me, that's what Lady Featherington pots, like the dresses she gets for her daughters are like orange and pinks and stuff. But why would Lady Danbury? That must mean that Lady Danbury is going to have a ball then. Yeah. An, a springtime ball. That is a good spoiler, Nat. That is an inside scoop. Oh, my God, really? Not the For horses. Reals. Not the you horse. should have emphasised this a bit more than the horse situation. Really? I still feel like the horses are telling us something. Two of each colour? Oh, unless it's one of each colour, but they got a backup horse. Do you know how they have, like, backup That makes sense. That? So, yeah. actually, there's also going to be a scene where there's going to be a white horse, a chestnut horse, and a dark brown horse, guys. I can't wait to see these horses on the real on the show. I know. I feel like they're my friends now. Like when I see them, I'm like, "Hey guys, I saw your asses when I walked past the museum." Yes. And the Cute. orange flowers and the green dresses. That's all I've got. An unlike okay. in an unlikely place. I mean, where out? El- what else does Eloise actually do? She goes and buys ribbons sometimes, but she's a bit of a lost soul, isn't she? Like she she wants to do lots of things, but she doesn't do any of them. 
Yeah, and we, basically it says she's going to continue to struggle hiding her identity. So let's see. What, yeah, yeah. As in Penelope's going to struggle hiding her identity or Eloise is going to struggle hiding Penelope's identity from people? But Penelope is going to have to struggle to continue to hide her identity as Eddie uh, Whistledown. But you're right. That me? I wonder if Eloise, she's obviously not tempted to tell everyone Penelope's identity then. And like, also, how stressful is that for Penelope, knowing that someone knows yeah. her identity now? I that's why I would stop I, if I was her. Like, otherwise, everything she writes, if she offends Eloise, how does she know that Eloise won't just turn around and tell everyone who she is? Hmm. I did also just see that um, apparently there was a Bridgerton clip at Netflix's Tadam event showing how Eloise might actually be far more important than expected for Bridgerton season three. Um, yeah, mm. I, I don't know what that event was or what that clip was, though. Well, maybe we'll start to see her like beginning a romance with somebody maybe although it says here that actually uh, Eloise's character was absent from Julia Quinn's romancing Mr Bridgerton which season three is going to be based on oh but it so says they're here, have to make it up. maybe because it says here that the Bridgerton clip almost exclusively exclusively focused on analyzing Colin and Eloise's relationship okay yeah, I wonder if Eloise is going to tell her brother Colin, look, she's Mrs. Bridgerton. She's Lady mm. Bridgerton. I think, yeah, maybe she'll get pissed and she'll tell somebody. Maybe. And do you, what well, does she even drink though? Well, that's what I would do. I'm just, I would find it really, really hard to keep a secret like that. And I, I'm like, I would probably get pissed and end up telling people at a party what about you i don't know i just i think i would be really annoyed if i saw um penelope getting up with my brother because i'd be like god you just used your power to ruin it like you just wanted him off yourself like it makes oh, she... yeah jesus we were talking about this before and we were like oh my god he's going to find out she's whistled out and they're going to have a massive falling out do you remember yeah but because basically if you look at her actions like penelope benefited from all of them like she didn't really need to tell the world about marina's pregnancy did she because because actually no. um because actually colin was really happy and really liked marina so she she did it for selfish reasons and you and I were saying as well, you know, why did she actually ditch Eloise in it? Is it because she was jealous that Eloise had another friend? Like, there wasn't a good a good purpose to any of those things that she's done. So I think Eloise is going to be super annoyed if she sees Penelope making moves on her brother. No, I remember why that was. It's because the Queen suspected that Lady Whistledown was Eloise. So um, the Medice lady said to Penelope you need to throw suspicion of Eloise and the only way you can do that is to write a bad story about her, remember? So technically she was saving Eloise, but Eloise isn't going to see it that way, is she? But in that season two conversation between Eloise and Penelope, did Penelope try and explain that to her? Oh, I can't remember. We might have to re-watch season two, you know, or maybe the end of it before we watch season three. Maybe. I think so. Because I swear that we actually, in one of our podcasts, we were saying, actually, that's BS. Because there were lots of different things that Penelope could have done to indicate that Eloise wasn't um, involved. She could have written about something where Eloise wasn't attending, for example. Or she yeah, could that's have... true. Do you remember, we had this conversation. We were like, we're not buying it, Penelope. There are lots and lots of different versions of, like, this, this could have gone down. Yeah, or we could have said, oh... Did you see that really gross dress Eloise was wearing? It was disgusting. Yeah, exactly. There's so many other things which you could have attacked, like gently attacked any one of her family members or... Yeah. I just think it's a bit okay. odd. So, yeah, you're right. I think their animosity is definitely going to get worse in season three. And I think maybe that could be quite interesting. Interesting but sad. Hang on a second. Are there any? Is there anyone from season one or two who didn't like Penelope as well? 
that will end up like Eloise will sort of have a mutual friend with? Um, I don't know, apart from Lady Calper. I do think, you know, how Bridgerton like relationships to go like really good and then bad and they're back and forth, back and forth. We saw that a lot with Anthony and Kate and I was like, oh my God, it's doing my head in. Mm -hmm. But I can see that this is going to happen with um, Colin and Penelope. So he'll fall in love with her as she's, you know, trying to find a different husband. And then I think the moment they fall in love and Colin is like, I want to be with you, that's when the news will break that she's whistled down and then it will tear them apart and then they'll get back together. And I'm like, that's such a Bridgerton trope, such a Bridgerton trope. And I'm calling it now. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I'm looking forward to it now. I would really love it if if when um, Colin finds out that Penelope is in fact Lady Oh my God, Whistledown, sorry. That he finds it like really attractive because Lady Whistledown's voice is very confident and assertive, but she's got a bit of a reputation now, hasn't she, amongst a ton of being a bit of a biatch. Yeah, interesting. I hadn't even considered that he might like it, actually. Mm. I do think we need some twists and turns because I found it hard to get excited about Pollen when it was announced because I was like, oh, we know Penelope's head over heels with Colin. Um, them getting together isn't that exciting. But now I come to think of it, if they can put some twists and turns in there, yeah. and maybe her being exposed to Daily Whistledown. And I did read somewhere that they might actually deviate from the book. I mean, I haven't read the book, but I've obviously seen people commenting who have read the book. So if they did, I think that's what's needed, don't you, to make this a little bit more exciting? Yeah, I think so. And also, I really do think that Colin is going to come back with more sexual experience and maybe even, dare I say it, share a little bit of that with Penelope, much like the Duke did with Daphne. Yeah, you're right. Maybe, maybe she will say to him, Colin, I'm scared about the wedding night my mother hasn't told me much and he's like oh I really shouldn't tell you but just but then I feel like they've already done that with Daphne and the Duke do you think they're gonna do things like role play like he's gonna be like this is how you need to dance with a man and you need to look into his eyes no. do you think he's gonna <gasps> do all that kind of stuff as well and like teach her how to captivate a man with her eyes it's so funny when you said role play my brain went straight to like dirty stuff and then you were like oh teaching her how to dance and I was like oh <laughs> right okay I thought you meant like he's like in bed with her and he's like you know like you know in Game of Thrones when is it um what's she called the dragon queen lady Kalesi? Kale um no I don't know and, she, and her maid teaches her how to basically have sex with a guy <laughs> that, that's what I was thinking when you said that that would be so over the top. That would be so crossing the line. Do you think he will do things like with her then? Like, you know I what I mean? Right like that. sort of teach her how to do things, but actually end up falling oh, for her. Oh, God. Which, and also, yeah, at your point earlier, on what planet is Colin an expert on seduction? <laughs> I'd love to see that. I mean, That's you great. know. Just like the blind leading the blind. <laughs> That's so harsh <laughs> because it's not even that okay maybe he comes up from holiday and he's looking you know he's looking good and he's got his confidence but it's like a whole nother level to start preaching or, or yep. guiding people I feel like you need to be like you need to be pretty confident for quite a long time like I can't even imagine Anthony doing that and he's pretty confident in himself isn't he yeah you're right do you know what would be really funny that if they made it kind of comedic and as soon as he realizes he's falling in love with her, he starts giving her really bad advice. He's like, Oh, guys really like it when you do this and yeah. that. And she starts doing it. And then all the situations start going really wrong. Like in Titanic, when Rose gets taught how to like, like spit. spit yeah. <laughs> and he's like, guys love it. When you do that, when you, when you meet them for the first time in a church, for example. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, guys love it when you fart. Like and you proper let rip, yeah. Um, and then and you turn around it. and blame it on the dog, <laughs> yeah. And she's just dancing with a guy at a ball, and she just lets rip a massive one on the dance floor. And suddenly the music stops, <laughs> and there's just silence. And she's like, yeah. "Do you like that, my lord?" And Colin's <laughs> like, "Oh my god, she's gone too far." <laughs> Or he's like, she's a good student because that's what he taught her to do. <laughs> and it's that's... just weird stuff that just Colin likes. 
yeah, alternatively, Colin is just into some really weird niche geeky stuff. <laughs> so he's teaching her all this stuff. And he's like, oh, yeah, all guys like this. And he's really confused when all the other guys are like, ew, gross. Yeah. Like in their, their dancing or, for example, no, forget that. They're having a cup of tea and she suddenly takes her um, her her foot and starts touching <laughs> his his undercarriage. And she's like, is this what... I would you like some sugar lumps, my lord? <laughs> and Connor's like, good girl. And everyone else is like, what is going on? Like, no, Yeah, but like... she uses her toes to pick up the sugar lumps and drop them into his tea <laughs> because he likes... Um, he's got a foot fetish like his older brother, Anthony, because yes. we already know that Anthony has a foot fetish. A hundred percent. And he's she... like, ooh. Or what she does is she right, she hosts a dinner party and she goes in and she checks where everyone is sitting and where the guy that she likes is sitting, she removes um, a napkin and a fork. And so that when they go to sit down, he's like, oh, I seem to, I, I appear not to have a, a napkin and a fork. And she's like, nay, nay, don't worry, kind sir. And then she literally <laughs> does a magic trick where she gets her foot, puts it behind his ear. <laughs> And picks out a napkin. <laughs> love it. And I love it how she says nay nay, which they never say in British and it's like a horse thing. It goes back That's to the so horses. The yeah. horses. <gasps> Links back to the horses, mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. There you go. Full circle. I really I'm think loving all these funny. scenarios. Yeah, what other scenarios could they do? But that yeah. Like with the dancing, be... he's like, he's like Penelope. I've noticed that the way you dance isn't, you know, you don't seem very confident. And then the next thing we know, we see her and she's like doing the macarena and yeah, or that? she's doing the um the slut drop they call it, where What's she like that? drops to the floor and pushes her pushes her ass out and touches the floor and then like grinds up against the guy. Oh. And again, music stops, everyone stops. <laughs> They're just looking at her, jaws on the floor. That's so funny. I mean, if she really wants to get with guys, she should just like. How funny would it be if Colin was like, guys just want to marry their best friend? And we're like, oh, okay, we've seen this before. And then we see a montage of where he basically gets to dress up as a guy and, <laughs> and infiltrate oh the group and, and just become a friend. And then, and then when she becomes friends with them, be like, haha, I'm oh. a lady. Oh, I love that. I was actually watching Blackadder the other day, and that happens, where he fall- he thinks he's falling in love with his manservant, but it's a woman disguised as a guy. Oh, oh I love that. That's I think like, I can um, see that happening in like, one of these he, series. Yeah, like, he takes it too far. Like, he takes it too literally, and, like, gets her to shave her hair and, <laughs> like, don all his clothes and... That could be a really fun montage. Um, that's a little bit like, what was that Shakespeare play, A Midsummer's Night's Dream? That uh, yes, as well. or Twelfth Night. I can't remember. Is it Twelfth Night? I can't remember. And then maybe as she, you know, dresses like a guy um, or dresses as in the way that gentlemen of that time dressed, he falls in love with her. And then actually we realise he isn't actually attracted to women. He actually is attracted to men. That would be an awesome plot twist. Whilst we're on this subject, can I just do a shout out for Dangerous Liaisons on Stars? Because I'm loving it and something similar, I don't want to spoil it, happens in this show. It is a beautiful show, great acting, incredible costumes. It's like Georgian era, so it's like the generation before uh, Bridgerton. It's amazing. Please check it out and let us know if you like it. I haven't been watching it. Is it really, is there good chemistry? Uh, it's really good chemistry, really good acting, and oh my god, the costumes there are incredible. There's only six episodes, and it's on Stars. So. Only six episodes? Is that a whole season? Yeah, yeah, it's so good. Oh wow! Okay, I should check that out. That sounds really good. Yes. Um, have you seen the clip of uh, Queen Charlotte? Where she's uh, I saw a tiny, tiny trailer. I was hoping there was a new trailer out so we could talk about it. So hopefully soon there'll be a, a longer trailer. So I haven't... Is the trailer where she, the younger queen is in the garden she's trying to escape? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm. I thought they had quite good chemistry, her and... Is it Prince George? And he was really hot, the guy that plays the king, I thought. Mm. That, that I think that's probably going to get released before Bridgerton because didn't they finish filming way before Bridgerton? Yeah, I saw online that they said that's a wrap at the start of this year. Ah. Or was it August? Sorry. Was it last August they said it was a wrap? So I don't know how much time post-production would take. 
Mm, I don't know. Six months, ten months, not really sure how it works. Mm. Do you have any um, more spoilers at all for season three? Uh, yeah, so one more thing. The guy that plays Anthony, is it Jonathan Bailey? Mm. He said um, that him and Kate will have a baby in season three, and I think it's called Edmund. Um, and he was saying some really nice stuff about fatherhood and how much that will teach his character. Um, I did save it to see what he said. I don't suppose you've got, you've got that up. No, but it's something about how, um, like being a dad or like highlight qualities in him that he doesn't identify and he's going to start liking himself more. Yeah, that's right. I have it here. No, I don't. I don't have it here. That was pretty much it though, wasn't it? So that will be cute. What do we think is going to happen to, um, the arty one, Benedict? I don't know. I really liked him a lot more in the last series, but um, are they going to have time to fit him in? I don't know. They normally have like a back storyline, don't they? Like a in the background, so maybe. Yeah, because in season one, it was like Daphne and Anthony, Daphne and the Duke, Anthony and his lover, and then it was a little bit of Eloise, a little bit of Benedict, sort of trying to figure out what they wanted to do. And then what was Colin doing? He was sort of in the background, right? I can't remember oh, now. No, his was the whole Marina thing. So season one had actually quite a lot going on for it, didn't it? Yeah, it did, I suppose. And then, yeah. So... And will we see any more of Will and all of that? I mean, I didn't find that particularly that interesting, the whole wrestling stuff. I like, wow, well, you were very interested when the Duke fold up his sleeves and Will got his, you know, torso out. That was very nice. You got very interested then, didn't you? They did indeed. Um, how about the whole situation with the, the Featheringtons? Like, what's going on there? Is some new guy going to come oh. over, take over the house? Ooh, I love baby. Mama Featherington, and I just I, want her to be happy. I know. I don't feel like she's ever been happy, though. I want her to have a boyfriend. I want the next guy who comes to look at the house. Maybe he could be a love interest for Penelope. Maybe he will come into the storyline as Penelope is blossoming into her better, her best version of herself. And then that's like a love triangle between him and Colin. Maybe. I feel like Lady Featherington will feature quite heavily because I feel like she has all the, all, since series one yeah. and she's a cool character. Um, I would love, I'd love to see more, more with her. I think she's brilliant. And then you've got Lady Danbury. What are they going to do with her? Weirdly, right? The lady that plays Lady Danbury and the lady that plays Violet Bridgerton have been filming in um, the new Queen Charlotte. So I'm just kind of confused how they could do both. I think it's because it, they're going to be like flashbacks and stuff, aren't they? Because oh, okay, so they're not in it a lot. I, I imagine that they are going to appear in it as a way for the for the audience to clearly see who is who in the past. Right. Oh, okay, rather than like featuring quite heavily, right? That makes sense. Yeah, um, maybe. Maybe. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I wonder. I don't. I don't know. I. I'm not the mo- like the biggest fan of Lady Danbury. Like, I know you really like her, but I find her quite annoying. So, what would you like to see for her character in this new series? Well, what was her function in season one? Season one, what, what was her function? Because season two, she basically was the sponsor for... Um, what are they called? I keep thinking they're called the Sheffields, but they're not, are they? The Sharmas. The Sharmas, because the Sheff- they're called Sheffields in the book. The Sharmas. So that was her function in season two. I guess in season one, she helped us to understand the Duke, didn't she? Like, she helped bring him up. And she's the one who like facilitates him basically settling down and and yeah, her and the lady mama mama Bridgerton are trying to hook up the the two the Duke and Daphne, aren't they? So what would her function be in season three? They'd have to I think they'd have to create a storyline for her like they did with series two, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She becomes, like you said, the sponsor. She has a role, and I think they'd have to make up something for season three. Unless, unless Eloise is her friend. Maybe she is Eloise's random friend in an unexpected place. Oh, nice call. Nice call. I don't know in what capacity, but I feel like Lady Danbury 
is someone who actually Eloise should and could look up to because she is an independent woman who does yeah. her own thing and she's not married. So, And she doesn't have Lady Whistledown to look up to anymore because now she's uncovered who it really is. Exactly. And actually, did even Lady Danbury seem that bothered by Lady Whistledown? So maybe they'll bond over their lack of interest in that person. And interestingly, wasn't Lady Danbury the first person Eloise accused of being Lady Whistledown, I'm pretty sure? Yeah. But what would Lady Danbury and Eloise, like, what would they be doing? Would maybe Eloise be taken under her wing? Or maybe you called it and they both create a, like, um, their own newsletter that's a kind of opposite to Lady Whistledown. Maybe they go on that together. Yeah, like maybe Eloise like uses her as like a copywriter or someone who checks her work because actually she's got the means, hasn't she? Um, Lady Danbury has the means, the time, and maybe she doesn't like the tone of Lady Whistledown. Maybe she would be up like sponsoring Eloise. That could be really cool. Yeah. That would be really cool, actually. I'd love that. I hope well, they do something like that. Did you want to talk about some of the polls we've been doing lately? Yes, yes. So we are a little bit behind, um, but it is so lovely when um, people kind of get involved with the polls. So New Year's Eve, we asked everyone how they'll be spending their New Year's Eve, and we put some photos up from Bridgerton. Um, RJ did three, four, and five. So she ate yummies, got dressed up, and danced, which I love. Um, um, Melanie, Melanie, three and six. Let's have a little look what you were doing, Melanie. You were also eating yummies and number six was quality time to yourself. It was a picture of Penelope writing letters, but I like how Shelley Luz talked about it. She said, I'll be writing gossip about my enemies. She said joking, but I feel like she wasn't. I think we've got a Penelope in our in our midst, Chris, and I love it. That sounds fun. I love it. So, yeah, we have a mixture of people dancing, eating yummy food, and quality time. Um, and then a couple of questions here that we asked you. So, um, there was uh, an, a chapter in the book where Anthony gets, we, gets Kate Baps out. So, <laughs> I was actually wondering, whilst I read out this poll, Chris, if you could read out different terms that we use to describe a woman's breasts because I think baps they are usually like made of bread aren't they they're like breaded breaded rolls and you put a burger in the baps it's quite funny and I, I know we've got some listeners from like the states and Australia and I thought that might be quite I don't know if that's like a word that you guys use over there but baps um and we said so Kate Anthony gets Kate to baps or boobs out over tea in the drawing room would you permit such a thing if you were hosting him for tea and no one said, no, I'm a lady, which I loved. 50% uh, of you said, hell yes, you would permit such a thing. And 50% of you said, not in front of Newton. So very considerate towards <laughs> <laughs> And then the other poem. Um, so we asked you, we discussed how in the book, Edwina discovers Kate and Anthony are into each other by being told by Kate at a dinner party at a dinner party and she's totally cool with it but in the tv show she finds out at the altar and there is drama llama and our question was which did you prefer and 55% of you said you preferred the show you loved the drama even though it sucked for Edwina 45% said the book I want a happy Edwina that was nice. that was nice so do you have a list of ways like things like words that we give for boobs because I just thought baps was really funny is that like a northern thing? I love saying baps um you can also say melons sometimes I say melons do you sometimes I'll hold up a packet of blueberries to my chest and I'll say to Connor stop looking at my bloobs because I, I say bloobs are short for blueberries and they sound like boobs <laughs> I really hope that um that comes up in Bridgerton and I really hope that Colin tells Penelope to do that <laughs> yeah um what else do we say I normally say melons um don't they say globos in Spanish like globes which I thought was cute maybe or did I just make that up well, that, means you make that, up? that means balloons but I guess that would work like you'd get you could call them balloons. Jugs. That's another one. Oh, yeah, we say jugs. Get your jugs out. Or we say tits um, or titties, which I don't like and I don't know why. 
Yeah, me no likey. What else do we say? Oh, sometimes people call them the twins. <laughs> that or, I remember that from Will and Grace. I used to love that. I used or, to love Karen. Yeah, or the girls, isn't it? Yeah. Um, oh, we um, say boobies. I don't know if that's something that people say in other countries. Yeah. Yeah, let us know. I just assumed um, they say baps in America and stuff, but let us know if you, that confused you and you don't have baps. But I'm pretty sure you guys do because you have burgers and you pop the burger in the bap. But why would putting a burger in the bap make it obvious their breasts? Because when that means if they've got bats, they would look at the bats and be like, oh, they like boobs. <laughs> okay. I've said bats so many times, it just, it's lost all meaning. Well, I've just, I really, I know, I think everyone can attest to the fact that I did ask you to Google this whilst I was reading out the polls. You clearly haven't, so oh, I've done it. you meant, I thought you were like, it was a test and I had to try and remember as many as possible. I totally misunderstood the assignment. Apologies. That's okay, I'm going to do it now. So we've got balloons. I've never heard of balloons. I said balloons. That's true. Bazongas? Mm. Bazooms? Boobage? Bosoms? Boozies, Bristols, that's like Cockney rhyming slang, never had as a Bubbies was in the book. Oh, we should have known this one, Cans. Do we ever say Cans? Mm, I think that's maybe more American. I think so. How about Chesticles? No, I do not like that. Coconuts? Yeah. Diddies? <laughs> Dirty Pillows? I've heard of that, which is weird. Fun bags. Do you like that one? Mm, no. How about headlights? That's US apparently. Mm, no. See, these two, I think we should have known. Knockers mm -hmm. and lady lumps. I don't like either of those. I don't like them I think, either. I think I prefer Baps. I think I Baps think... sounds cute. How about Paps? They're more, that's more archaic, apparently. Or norks. <laughs> norks? What the hell? Sweater puppies. No. Yeah, this is a real thing. Or just puppies. Um, and melons on there. Yeah, melons are on there. Um, and globes. And also titties, but with a D, not with a T. No. And apparently, no. yeah, and apparently three penny bits. This is weird. Um, I think you're right. I think actually BAPs are cuter. I never yep. thought... I mean, obviously, décolletage, if that's how you say it, is nice. But is that boobs or is that just above the boobs? I think that's cleavage. How about bubbies? I don't like that. No. Either. Maybe we should do a poll to see which of these are the most popular terms for boobs. We've got lots of ideas for polls, so please ding... come on Facebook and join in with our polls. Yeah, I think ding-dongs are quite funny. Mm. Never heard of ding-dongs before. No. Okay. Well, shall we end it here? Yes, yes. I think um, I think we've exhausted the uh, alternative words for BAPs, haven't we? Yeah. Yes, we have. Cool. Well, as always, thanks for listening. If you'd like to help sponsor our costs, please pop on the Kofi link, which is in the description. We'd be really grateful. Please come and say hi on Facebook and do our polls. Type in Bridgerton Girls or Bridgerton Bitches. Anything else, Nat? Um, also, no, that's fine. I should probably wait until after the recording. But did you listen to the last episode where I tried to do the intro? No. Yeah, it's like a proper like problem, mate. I can't do it. It takes me like 10 minutes. It just gets to the point now where I just give up. Yeah. Can you keep the bloopers and we'll put them on the Facebook page? Because that would be hilarious. Um, I don't think it would be hilarious. I think we're definitely kind of overplaying our hand. I don't think we're that funny. And they're very boring, really. I just want to hear you, like, messing up over and over again. That will make me laugh. I mean, it will make you laugh, but I think everyone else will just probably just fast forward and then... Give us like I think it would be rating. funny and it it would make me feel really proud of myself that I can do it like just the first time. Yeah, you just like the sound of your own voice, so don't you mean? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> no, okay. I'll try and keep a little sticky note when I do the intro. But yes. Ah, well, I hope everyone is keeping warm. It's super cold at the moment in the UK. So get your hot water bottles out. But yes, we will be back. And send us a message if you've got anything you'd like us to cover or talk about for our next episode. Bye.